Hi, everyone, and welcome to Maker and Creator, the podcast about creativity and culture and how it affects us. This week, something different. I wanted to introduce you to Better in Bed, the first podcast I created and produced with Sarah Tang. It seeks to help people understand sex and sexuality, with in particular focus to Hong Kong and other Asian countries where it's still largely seen as a taboo topic. This episode is my favorite episode with Elena Gabrielle. She is exceptionally creative, is a stand-up comic, cabaret dancer, and story collector. Hope you enjoy. Look at your bejeweled phone. What's wrong with you? (laughs) I'm swiping. Is it left? Am I swiping left? Okay, I'll show you mine too. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Okay. listening to another episode of Better in Bed, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. So we're really excited, you guys, because the date for our official live launch has (laughs) been set for our podcast. And it is March the 8th in Hong Kong, which is also International Women's Day. And you're going to get the chance to share all of your bedroom secrets and ask your burning sex questions (laughs) to a live panel of Better in Bed podcast guests. And to be clear, burning sex questions doesn't mean a burning <laughs> sensation when you're having sex, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's for, it's that's your for deepest, yeah. darkest, good, good, good. confidential <laughs> um, questions. So we're <clears throat> going to be recording this episode live. So you'll all be able to be intimately involved with the podcast. So <laughs> I can't wait. And if you don't have your tickets for this yet, check out our social media to get more details. Hello, Sarah Sense on Instagram or Facebook and Double Star Co. for my co-host and producer, Shai. (laughs) Hello. Um, Now, I'm in the studio today with a very special and impromptu guest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The talented Elena Gabrielle? Yes. Yes. Uh, who I had the good fortune of meeting last night. You did. It was a very fast friendship and I was like, I love it. It was great. So Elena was actually performing on a comedy show um, called Story Party about dating. Mm. And then we struck up a conversation and then that led to dinner <laughs> and drinks and shisha. And now she's on the podcast. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing what happens in 12 hours. Exactly. <laughs> so welcome to Better in Bed, Elena. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Would you like to tell everyone a little bit more about what you do and why you're in Hong Kong? Sure, absolutely. Uh, so uh, I am a cabaret singer, comedian, um, I don't know, uh, like everything artist. uh, (laughs) I don't really know how to describe myself. I just basically say like an entertainer, I guess. I make people laugh uh, and have a good time. Uh, And I'm in Hong Kong to do story parties. So we Mm -hmm. just did the last two nights of some awesome shows here. uh, And Story Party is a show about dating. Mm -hmm. So we get people to tell their true dating stories live. We also share our own dating stories, the the worst, the good, the bad, the <laughs> ugly, all of them. Uh, and we also get to hear what uh, dating was like in the city that we go to. So we got to hear a little bit about like what's going on in Hong Kong and the dating here. And yeah, it was it was a really good fun show. Oh, fantastic. Like nice, yeah, nice yeah. crowds. Yeah. And where are you off to next? So uh, we're, we're off to now Darwin. So we just start then a big uh, show, like shows around Australia and New Zealand. Nice. And then straight back to Europe. So. I'm sure the dating scene in Darwin is, is very different than Hong Kong. <gasps> I love, like I was just there last year in September doing some shows uh, for like the Burlesque Festival that I was, I was mm-hmm. hosting that. And they are just they're my favorite type of audience, darling. People because they have like zero fucks given. Yeah, like, ah! like filthy as. And I'm trying to explain to the other two guys in the show, Rachman and Khalid. I'm like, you have no idea, like, because they're not Australian, right? Pardon? And they're not Australian. No, yeah. no. So I travel with uh, so Ruckman Blake uh, is an amazing comedian. He runs the show, produces it, and uh, tours it all over the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, Captain Khalid is from Tanzania, so uh, it's them two and me. And we just travel around doing this show, which is, it's super fun. So, And you're from Australia. I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, uh, but it's good because I'm here like with yeah. another Australian I as know. well. So yeah. it's, you, you know, yeah. it's, we're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But you don't live there anymore. No, I don't. Yeah. I live now in Berlin. So yeah. I'm living wow. the, the cabaret dream of I uh, moved to Berlin uh, nearly two years ago. 
uh, to forward my career in, in cabaret and, and to travel around Europe That's and great. do the same thing. So, and it's a great city to live in. It's yeah. crazy insane. Awesome. <laughs> Is Berlin have a lot of cabaret? Not really. I think their concept of cabaret and in terms of like our concept in Australia or, or America or Britain is very different because their idea of cabaret comes from the Weimar era, which was very much like Mar- Marlene Dietrich and it was very uh, kind of political, but also they would right. get people up on stage kind of a little bit like the X Factor kind of thing where they'd get people up on stage just to embarrass them and oh, kind really? of laugh at them and make okay. fun of them and <laughs> sort of stuff. So it was it was not... Like you say cabaret to Germans and they're like, ugh, nine. Like, don't want to see that. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, no, 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 just come and see my show. I, I guarantee you'll like yeah. love it. And they come, they're like, what is this? This is great. <laughs> and so like, because they're like, it's so dirty. I'm like, yeah. Like, that's what good cabaret is. Yeah. The Germans, we love dirty. Yeah, they're like, oh, why does it take some crazy Aussie lady to get on stage and do this? I'm like, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a crazy hedonistic city full of sex clubs and like, just open relationships and people just crazy artists and lots of yeah, wow. yeah lots but of fun you have to tell everyone as well a little bit about what your concept for the cabaret is yes yeah, yeah. Uh, not yeah, only... i just looked at it i i, I didn't understand I, 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 I saw a poo emoji and then i saw you with very little on and then i was like i feel awkward looking at you like i was like uh, so, like, not only do I do story party as a sort of stand-up comedian, but I've been working for yeah. It's, this will be my tenth year doing cabaret, so like all around. And uh, about three years ago, I created a show called Dirty Cabaret, which was pretty much uh, a show about people just being dirty and filthy and sort of um, relishing in the fact that you know they might be into some weird things like fetish or whatever. Mm-hmm but it's healthy to be able to, like, that's not abnormal. Yeah. yeah. It's a healthy thing to be able to talk about it. And yeah. so using, like, funny songs and, like, you saw the one last night, I do this parody of, like, Fix You by Coldplay, but it's Fist You and it's oh. talking about fisting someone, but it's, like, all done in tongue-in-cheek so that people come along to the show and mm-hmm. kind of be like, oh, yeah, she's dirty. I'm dirty too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's a, it's kind of yeah. a fun body positive, sex that's positive good. kind of show. Kind of the antithesis of kink shaming. and kind yeah, of, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And are, sort of are we talking like actual dirt, physical dirt, or are we talking like metaphorical dirty anything. anything so it's a variety show okay. so every month we have different artists so i have I love that a variety show yeah variety <laughs> show. Great. it's a variety show it's so hey hey it's saturday we that's have... a reference no one will get <laughs> yeah right just yeah uh i was gonna say no blackface but <laughs> like, uh so we we i get people coming in like they just um write to me and say hey i'm gonna be in berlin uh so i get people from like all around europe oh, uh, cool. australia anyone who's traveling through that does any like an act whether it's burlesque mm. or whether it's drag or like performance art that encompasses dirty so they could be like dirty stripper they can you know shove something up their asshole like it is like, and the good thing about berlin is there's no rules yeah, like, yeah no, that's like, nice so i had a guy from ireland this old guy just comes on and he like sets his hair on fire and like the whole place just stuck <laughs> of burnt hair and people people were walking out like that was great but they're like i smell like burnt hair let's like, all go to the same burnt so hair stinks yeah. i don't know if you've ever burned your hair it stinks yeah. it's yeah. awful yeah yeah. So, but yeah, we get a lot of um, uh, like a lot of random performers and stuff coming through, right. and just like being dirty, and people are just are like in the audience being like, "Yeah, this is me too." Like, <laughs> I totally burn cool. my hair as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like to shut things up like that too. It's great. So, I yeah. can see how the Germans would like that. It's horribly stereotypical, but it's, they're quite progressive, I yeah. think, in terms of the culture and sexually quite liberated totally. and open like and that. What I, like the main thing yeah. that I try and do with the show is that I've noticed that in Berlin, there seems to be, um, so there's like drag, the drag community stays together. There's yeah. sort of the lesbian community stays together. Yeah. The, the fetish community, no one really comes together and brings it all. So yeah. that's where like in terms of dirty, I like oh, to bring through, uh, you know, lots of like, you know, different groups that come through. So yeah. people in the audience will be like fetish, straight, gay, like Everything Any, in between. Yeah, everything in between. So, and we can all come together and laugh about it and, you know, joke and have fun and, and all that kind of stuff as well. So, Amazing. yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I really love doing it. <laughs> yeah. Some days I'm like, why? Like, what is my life? But it's great. Like, yeah. It's fun. And yeah. you must meet such interesting people as oh, well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, from all across the world, which is great. And, like, I like, and I think that's the greatest thing as well, of being able to talk about uh sex and dating and everything like that in an open way so that you can understand what Mm. other cultures are like and then so if you date 
you know, if I go on a date with someone who's Chinese, I'll be like, oh, they do that. Like, it's not just me thinking he's weird or whatever. It's just because that's their culture. Yeah. So that's kind of a good thing as well. No, really good. Yeah. Okay. So on the dating topic, (laughs) what we're going to be talking about is playing the dating game. That's the title for today. Now, I think we can kind of all agree that dating is a game that we play and you kind of love it or you hate it but you kind of have to play it because if you want to find a relationship or, or even sex okay like I'll settle for sex really so will I don't worry I'll, I have to settle for sex it's okay look I'll just take whatever comes I'll, 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 like, I'll take it literally. exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, couldn't let that fun go yeah. yeah but it's kind of like a game because you you feel like you can sometimes have these amazing triumphs and you just have this great feeling when you walk out of a date and you went like yeah I really connected I really hit it out of the ballpark I don't know that doesn't happen to me very often personally but um, but then you can also have just these horrendous like disasters where you just it just makes you feel so small and yep. just insecure and sort of you get stomped on and knocked out by the whole thing and you I'll never date again really yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't you you don't you don't get that way. Uh, I've never no I, I don't think so. But I want I want to get into why that's yeah. yeah. I wonder if that's different for men and women. Yeah. I think like, yeah. And and actually that's why I invited you on the show today because yeah. clearly you're part of Story Party and yes. you must hear all of these stories from around the world of people dating and. I know that you must have some really good stories yourself. Um, but what I really liked and what I, I really sort of um, connected with as the theme of Story Party was that you guys are trying to show that not you're not alone in terms of finding dating difficult. Yeah. Like it's kind of like universal. Exactly. Right? And yeah. everybody has a bad story. And it's kind of okay to laugh at yourself and have a bad dating story and not take it so seriously. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I think that's the whole point of the show. And I think I as well, like what like I try and uh, talk about in the show is that it's okay to be a single woman. Like there's so much yeah. like stigma around mm. being, oh, like, oh, single woman. Oh, you're sad. Oh, how many cats have you got? Like all that kind of stuff. Like, I've got two cats. I know. Oh, you've got yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> low, low blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, like it is. There's so much stigma yeah. about being a single woman. And like, I, like it's taken me a lot like a long time to sort of be like, actually, no, I'm really happy being single because I get to sort of, uh, you know, there's some days where you're like, oh God, like it'd be nice to go home to someone and have that. But also at the same time, it's like, I actually really love being independent and single and being able to not be tied down and stuff. Well, that's it, you know, and there's also a bit of, uh, there is a culture around being proud of being single now. And a lot of that has come through like meme culture, which I think is really fascinating. Totally. And I think it's it's either two plays. It's either the play of I'm single, so I'm going to pretend I'm not okay with it. Yeah. Or I'm single and I'm really okay with it or something yeah. kind of in the middle. Absolutely. And the, I think the feminist movement that's really picking up as well at the moment, like, mm. is kind of uh, banding all the women together and being like, yeah, like, we're, we're okay. Like, we've got our girlfriends here. It's fine. Like, uh, and yeah I think for me I, like I, I like I spend a lot of time like back in Australia when I go back there I visit my grandmother in a nursing home yeah. and I, I normally tell this story but I didn't actually hear it like last night but uh, my grandmother's in a nursing home and majority of like people in there are women and so yeah. you just kind of go well this is where we're going to end up so yeah. we might as well just be like oh just enjoy like what we've got because like there's hardly any men like yeah, yeah like, so. well, well they don't last very long the men no they? they always die earlier <laughs> sorry statistically hard, speaking hard lives, mate. <laughs> hard lives. No, my, my, my grandmother um, has been alone for a long time yeah um yeah. And she's 91 next February. Yeah, still right. lives on her own, drives yeah. herself. That's like, amazing. And I think I think I had a similar revelation maybe two or three years ago. And yeah. I'm like, everything's fine. Yeah. It's not, you know, because even as a guy, there's, there's a bit of a thing like, oh, as we were talking before the show of like that very Australian thing of, you know, by the time you're 30, you know, yeah. find, find your missus, have at least one car. Yeah. And, you know, 2.5 kids yeah. in the burbs. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh, what, how much is your place worth? It's like, oh, God. And my parents are still doing it to me. They're still like, you know, it's time you came back, Chai. It's time you found yeah. a nice wife. <laughs> Not from Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, Don't want an ethnic person. No, no, no. 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 
It is true though, but like, and I think the other thing was that my grandmother like has a boyfriend in the nursing home, and but she's got severe dementia, so she doesn't remember. Oh. So I just like, and oh, he's, that's amazing. And, and, he's, and he's married as well. Like he's oh. married, so they have Does to like. Does he have dementia too? He's got dementia as well, so he oh, forgets wow. that he's married. And like the this STD rates in nursing homes are like through the roof yeah. because they just like. But they do like they kind of thing. And then I was there, and I was like, I met him, and then he started hitting on me as well. Wow. And I was like. Oh God! So there's still like, hope for you yet. I you know. know. It's like you know what? Maybe I give me a, like if you're not yeah. dead in three weeks, let me come back. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I've heard actually about. Uh, I've had friends who've like volunteered in nursing homes before, and they said that they could not keep the seniors out of each other's bedrooms. <sighs> it's like their one last, you know, before I I go, I'm just gonna do as many totally. women or men. And when you've got dementia, to. you go backwards. Yeah. Like, so you end up kind of going back and you feel like my grandmother's like a child now. She's just like playing with dolls and stuff. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, it's, it's a weird <laughs> thing to see, but they're just so free and like childlike. Damn. And they're like, yeah, sex. You're like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so something to look forward to, guys. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your dating life currently? Like, I mean, I'll share mine. It's not great here in Hong Kong. Yeah. I find it really difficult, actually. I'll start it off, but I find like people are so transient in Hong Kong, particularly. Mm. So I think it's hard to find something really long term here. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people who are just looking for quick fixes. Um, yeah, I, I, don't I, know think, if, I don't know if that's your experience. I think dating in Hong Kong is easy. Yeah. But I think relationships in Hong Kong yeah. are hard. Really? I'm being very careful with what I'm saying there. Okay, yeah. Um, but I, I totally agree with you. I think the transient nation of Hong Kong, transient nation, nature of Hong Kong means yeah. that th- there are lots of re- weird emotional commitments you kind of miss in Hong Kong. Like one, the first advice I was given, and I've been here about six years now, was don't tell anyone you don't know how long you're staying because yeah. it immediately puts a wall up between you and then they won't invest in a friendship with you. Absolutely. Mm. And I'm like, I'm an adult. I don't know how to make friends. But then when I saw it happen, I'm like, oh, wow, that's incredible. And the relationships I seem have worked, it's people leaving Hong Kong together. Mm. And you got to think about that level of commitment when you start dating someone. It's like, is yeah. this going to be the man or woman that I asked to leave Hong Kong with me. Totally. And it took me a long time to realize that's maybe subconsciously what I'm asking myself over and over again. Um, mm. The other way my one of my bosses put it here was like, it's the graveyard of relationships. Be careful when you come over. Yes. But it, I think because many of them move over with their spouses. I did. Right. Um, and then it's... Then it's yeah. ruined. Yeah, it's love ruined. is dead. And yeah, love, well, love dies here. It's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you guys haven't been to Berlin, so <laughs> what's it like in Berlin? Berlin is very similar. It's very yeah. transient. It's um, and I don't know whether it's because like millennials or like our sort of generation mm-hmm. where we're always just like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And then of course with, you know, apps like Tinder and Bumble, it becomes a game. And it's like you, you like you see a face come up, you don't know anything about them. So it's just like, oh, it's just a photo. Like there's no, like you don't have no connection with them mm. whatsoever. Mm. But in Berlin, it's like the city of sex. Everyone is just in open relationships. Like I slept with a guy that was in a relationship and I just assumed that he was open. He's like, oh no, I'm not. And I was like, oh i'm not okay i was like i am not okay with this but it's like because you like so even in my show like i've asked like i I remember asking i was like oh everyone like who's single give us a cheer and it was like and then i was like sorry this is berlin who's in an open relationship (laughs) everyone was like (laughs) and you're just like yeah and it's because it's like city of sex and everyone's like yeah like and it's it's the same sort of thing like everyone is so super transient they don't know how long they're gonna stay Mm. they're there like you know and berlin is more i think people come here for work berlin people go there because it's like you don't ever have to grow up we call it like never like never never land oh no it's like that here too you know peter like going down the rabbit hole like kind of thing alice in wonderland it's like you're about to crush all your fairy yeah and you're like going into a kit kat club and you're like oh penis is oh geez the kit kat club the kit kat club have you heard of kit kat club okay you can't just drop kit kat club and say so um so there's a few there's a few sex clubs in berlin that are very famous so kit kat is in particular they have fetish nights on friday and saturday nights is it kit kat like i think kit kat like the chocolate bar? No. Oh, okay. Although, you know, mm, like no. breaking my... I don't know. <laughs> I was well, like, I don't know what you're There's a, there's a, there's a joke in there somewhere. There's a yeah. somewhere there. Um, and then, uh, so you can go in there in fetish gear and it's like play, like a play club. And there's Amazing. there's a lot there. And there's also like Bergheim, which people know is a big, inf- like infamous club. 
But they also have like uh, the dark room in Bergheim, which is mainly reserved for gay men, and it's just a dark room, and there's cocks everywhere, <laughs> like and cocks semen, and, and it just every yeah, like yeah. I've I haven't been down there, okay. so but ill equipped, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> if I am, but uh, so yeah, so I think that's like, and everyone is just super sex positive and open yeah. and all that sort of stuff in in Berlin, so they happily will talk about it, which is very different dating. In, in Berlin and in Germany, in like as opposed to Australia, which we were talking about where people are a bit more reserved or like, you know, they'll mm-hmm. just be like, oh, just like two pumps and I'm out, like kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I enjoyed your tiny Sorry, motion. Was, tiny motion. <laughs> two pumps and I'm done. <laughs> I mean, I find, I think, okay, let, let me clarify. I think sex is easy to come by here in Hong yeah. Kong. For you it is, Sarah. Not as everyone's pretty as you. Uh, okay, yes, no, that's not true. But uh, it's <laughs> okay. I mean, maybe. <laughs> but, um, no, but sex is easy. Um, I think meeting people is easy. Yeah. You know, it's a very compact city. That yeah. yeah, relationships are hard. Um, mm. And I don't know um, if this is something which is universal. And um, you've obviously observed lots and lots of countries and the dating scenes in lots and lots of different countries yeah and i just wanted to know like what people struggle with like like anything that's common across all of these countries um i just it's just like the same everywhere like there'll there'll be little differences in terms of like you know maybe the way that people approach dating or things like that but um generally speaking it's just finding yeah people especially in these big cities because we do go to the big cities rather than smaller towns yeah. so um and you guys mean what 30 countries 30 countries so yeah. i've done i think i've only done about like six of the 30s so i haven't okay. done as much as ruckman and Khalid. yeah um but in terms of that like you know it's it's still exactly the same like you think like oh it's going to be better in this city or it's going to be in this city it's going to be totally better and it's just not like it's, it's not. Still the I just, same. I, I'm hoping like someone you'd say like, oh, actually, this place has really good dating culture, and everyone seems to find yeah. love there magically. I don't. I no? don't know. I, it, it, and it depends. I think on like your cultural background and things mm. as well. So. Um, you know, I, like I was talking to this girl and she was Norwegian and, you know, I think Ruckman jokes about in the show that, you know, if, like he's a black, he's African-American. So if he, people think that he's a refugee, like if he mm-hmm. brings it up because people, you know, it's again, mm-hmm. it's just a photo and you're judging. So, yeah. um, people can be quite racist on that as well. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, she was just like, oh yeah, we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, uh, like photos in, in Norway because everyone's good looking. So we just like, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, and I like, it's just like, I just use Tinder as a little treat. Like, and it was just like, she's like, if I do all my work, I use Tinder later as a little treat. I was like, oh my God. Oh, wow. But yeah, it was just like that kind of like thing, like we're all good looking. So it's more about personality. I was like, what is this crazy? Like, yeah, that, that was what our guest, um, Ia said, right? She was, <laughs> was she was Ia. Danish. Yeah. 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 And, and and she said, no, trust me, everyone is a supermodel yeah. like, in Denmark. The Scandinavians, are cra- I, I went like, on a date with this Swedish guy and it was, it yeah. was yeah, like very much the same. They're just like super well-dressed. Swedish men, you can never tell if they're gay. And even he said that. He's like, yeah, a lot of the times, like you can't tell if Swedish men are gay or straight. Like it's just, yeah, kind you of. just have a go and find out. Yeah, just <laughs> have a go, yeah, just like, yeah. <laughs> bend over. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> But surely there must be some differences then, like in some of the countries that yeah. are definitely. And I think in Asian countries, it's yeah. been a lot more like reserved in yeah. terms of like even in Singapore, because a lot of people still live with their parents as well. So yeah. there's not that kind of like I don't know if that's the same here in Hong Kong. It is the it same is. here yeah. in Hong Kong for locals, obviously. So where do people yeah. have sex here? Love hotels. We just went through this one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. Okay, we yeah. had a whole episode on right. this. Um, yeah about sort of so how they hire them for like three hours sex. or like three hours who's in there for three no, hours I mean <laughs> like one hour because like, I was mean, like this hotel in Taiwan and it was like a Batman themed and like you could only hire it for like three hours at a time so now that makes sense oh I was like yeah. I uh, two hours. Going... You can do two hours at a time. Yeah. Or you can do you can do overnight stays as well. Yeah. I hope yeah. they're really good at cleaning in those hotels. Well, I'll just hose them down. Yeah. <laughs> if I'd be good to go yeah. in there with a black light, just be like, no. <laughs> any hotel. If you go there with yeah, a black no. light, you're gonna see stuff like all true. over the walls. Very so true. I would never <laughs> ever recommend Even in this that. Room right yeah. Now. <laughs> cool. I'm sitting on the couch. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> 
Oh, but what what about some of those countries where I I don't know you go I'm sure you must go to like some countries where mm. it's maybe more predominantly Muslim or where the culture is much more conservative because yeah. of religion. How about those countries? Well, Malaysia, I was really interested because yeah. uh, so Captain Khaled, who does the show, is mus- Muslim as well. Um, yeah, as well, and he'd lived in Malaysia, and I sort of said to him, I was like, oh, the repertoire, like if I'm singing about fisting and like if I'm talking about like yeah. this anal sex and eating assholes and stuff, <laughs> and then I thought, how is that going to go he's like no they love that shit and I was like no 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 and I think sometimes the more repressed and I like I grew up like Italian Catholic so you know like I've seen a lot of like the I went to all girls Catholic school so you see like the repression in that and you see like the kind of stuff that the girls would do you're like oh my god so in terms of Malaysia was crazy like the stories that were coming up were like filthy and like they were just laughing going crazy and what they were into and stuff as well so it was uh yeah I I think the more reserved or like the kind of thing that you think it's actually kind of the opposite when they give a chance to talk about it and openly sort of stuff so what are some of the most interesting things you've seen I think Sarah started to mention a very interesting story about India and their tinder App? Their Tinder, oh, a shoddy.com, mm. which is like a marriage, uh, like marriage.com. So it's basically where like your parents set up your profile for you and try and find matches. Really? So your dad can, you know, find <laughs> matches for you and send it to you and stuff. So we had a lady at the show last night who said that her she dad. She said she was on it. Yeah, yeah. And her dad was like sending her matches and sent like a second or third cousin or something like that yeah. later and stuff as well. <laughs> so, check the gene pool and, you know, this is yeah. where we can do it. But I find it interesting about like, you know, your parents finding you matches because sometimes you know like they might know or like i don't know if you've got daddy issues or mother issues i guess they'll be like the first to know like what you might be into or i don't know but yeah it's it's uh shoddy.com is interesting and like sort of the different trends uh like uh so in particular in australia we like in adelaide we had like a majority of the stories were all about oh i went on a date with this guy but he was under house arrest like there was at least four or five stories about oh my being God. like or they had like an ankle bracelet and all stuff so it's like little trends like that that you hear in a city like yeah. oh what is wrong with this place <laughs> like, but it, why is that because there's lots of criminals in Australia or Adelaide is that a is, thing? It's kind of famous is for being serial killers and really? yeah. Snowtown murders. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really wow. intense. Like a- my- actually all the big murders and all the most specifically all the most gruesome murders happen yeah. in, in and Adelaide. around Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't ever go there. I reckon yeah, that's, no. that's because of the, the repression there as well because it's a city of churches. So there's yeah. like a lot of churches there, a lot of like religious. Like, and they're free settlers too. Yeah. Like that was the other thing too. Yeah. Like, uh, I just didn't ever think that you would want to be on a date with someone like that. Oh, the bad boy with the ankle. Yeah. Yeah. Ankle bracelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, country of convicts, I mean, we're still, you know. (laughs) But uh, but like in places like where we were just in um, December, we went to, we did a German tour Mm. and Cologne and Frank, like Frankfurt was dirty as like, because Germans are really open about all that. Like they're not really when you talk to them kind of thing but if you give yeah. them the chance yeah they're like you know they're they're very good at de-emotionalizing sex mm-hmm. which i find very interesting yeah. as a like as a woman because it's sometimes you know if you sleep with a guy it's like oh i can get a little bit of attached to them <laughs> but the germans are like nine they're like they're just like yeah like <laughs> nine more nine more. yeah and so there's some of the audience stories we had getting from there were just like Filthy as like, okay, okay, like, you, you you gotta tell. Yeah. Okay, so you guys, I mean, like you so can't just one, say like, that just on, yeah, yeah, on yeah, like this like sex like, podcast and not tell us a filthy story. So we had this one woman got up and she was uh she um she was a bigger girl and she was like I love sex and she's like I've you know like had sex with like like I think like hundreds of guys and she uh got up on stage and told her Mr. Hanky story. Uh, so basically, uh, she met this guy and he liked dressing in women's lingerie and sort of stuff and she's like yeah yeah that's fine and he was into a bit of like butt play so he handed her a torch and a speculum and a torch a torch and a and like yeah i know i know Uh, (laughs) i've I've had pap smears yeah and uh basically he asked her to like 
put it in his asshole and then like oh. shine the torch in there and have a bit of a and what go hunting go yeah looking and then, for gold or something and then so the reason he was called <laughs> mr hanky was it because when she was doing that a poo just fell out of his ass oh. onto the bed and oh. she was like she's like oh this is oh gross and then so it was just the way she told it was just so hilarious and everyone was just in fits of laughter oh it was oh filthy and uh they like got rid of the poo and then they still like started still having sex but then she was like we had to try and avoid where the poo bit was because i didn't want to have sex in the pool and like <laughs> <laughs> it was just oh it was so great like uh, it was hilarious just so, like some of the, like the filth that came out that of is Frankfurt. so yeah. funny that's a big financial city as well yeah, so yeah. It's just so like, it's a mr hanky here in hong kong we just yeah. need to find him yeah gotta find him <laughs> go searching those yeah this is a torture speculum <laughs> I mean, but clearly he was prepared. You know what I mean? He he knew totally. what he liked, and he was just like, and yeah, I'm just gonna ask this girl mm. to do and it. And dating, like dating Germans as well. I like my first uh, when I first went on a date with a German. Like we I, we spent about an hour talking about what we were into, and mm. he was asking me questions. He's like, so you into this? Are you into that? Like, you know, like do you like anal? Do you like this? And I was kind of really taken aback because I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't, I don't know about this. Stuff. But yeah, it gives them a kind of thing to be like, oh well, yeah, I'm into that. I'm not into that. Cool, cool, cool. All right, hey, that's a good way to establish it's, consent, fill out this right? Form <laughs> just before we begin. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe like because I told that story on stage, like about like my, the German guy that I dated. I don't know if I just found the most German man I could ever find. <laughs> but it was a, uh, it was really, it was kind of refreshing to be like, okay, cool. Like this is what we're into, and if we have these healthy conversations. Mm about what we're into then i think that avoids you know stuff later on down the track that if you do end up in a long-term relationship or married and then it comes out like you know oh i like wearing women's lingerie or like you know i like to peg men like or something then yeah and it kind of alleviates that later on so i think that's kind of the good thing that i'm learning about the show and 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 traveling is kind of that more open conversation is great incredible yeah I mean, I think like for me, sexual compatibility is so key totally. that for, if I don't have that early on, then I'm actually not really interested. Like yeah. I, I can be for me, there's no point progressing with dating unless I establish sexual compatibility totally. first, you know? Yeah. Do you think that's the norm or do you think that's uh, 50-50 or are you the exception to the rule? As in, like, do you think... The sexual compatibility part comes top of mind, everyone. I mean, I I don't think that I'm the only one, but I'm not sure it's the norm for women. I think a lot of women are just, like, they will just take... Like, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, this is, like, what's normal. Like, they're, like... Yeah, and, like, I'm... probably similar to you like if i kind of go like i can kind of tell that it's going to be bad sex i'm like yeah. no, I'm, I'm not even going to bother like <laughs> yeah. i don't even bother like yeah, i like no. i get to like i'll yeah. meet them and be like nah, nah this is not going to be good and i'll just like walk away yeah. whereas some women will just deal with it and do it and yeah like, no or, or for me right so i was talking about this right before we started the show like mm. there's no really such a thing as like a first date because i hate first dates and then i hate second dates i just just go straight and just <laughs> do for sex instead like and for me that's like a filter right so if you're good in bed then we can have a date. Totally. Then we can talk. We can have a this dinner. This is why I've never dated so. Now, <laughs> now, now you come out with it. <laughs> I think it's true though. Like. Um, I mean, of course, this is not with everyone. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm like with you as well. If yeah. I get the vibe, right? Yeah. And if I think like someone's just not going to be good in bed, then it's I'm just the like, okay, oh, leave no, it. It's in the smell. It's the pheromones oh. as well, but I like I'm like it's the eyes first. It's like I learned yeah. this from my really gay friends. But what's in the eyes? You- so my gay friends told me about this, like because like I, like I, I hang around a lot of gay people, which is partly also the reason why I fuck on the first date because my like my first boyfriend was gay. So like yeah. and we never had sex. Your and I was like, first yeah, so- boyfriend was yeah. gay, it, but you didn't know he was gay. Clearly, no, 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 no. He's and gay. he didn't know he was he, gay. I think he was confused, ah. and then like now he's like in a happy long term. Okay. Like gay relationship um but my gay friends are always like it's always in the eyes so you just gotta like do the eyes and it's like the three times like the three rules so you yeah. just kind of like look at them and then you look away and then you look at them again look away <laughs> and then you look at them again and you give them like the up and down kind of thing and then can i be really honest what i love doing that just to find out and oh, just really? find if someone's a bit interested like it's a it's a total play but i i just it's just kind of nice to know sometimes yeah. and i know that's how it might sound 
you know, slightly manipulative, but I, I just, it, it's, it's, all, it's something I've always done, but yeah. I'm always like, how can anyone else not know these people are gay? But then I'm like, well, yeah, maybe they're yeah. doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Maybe we're doing this to each other. Yeah. Oh. I don't know, but I just, I think like if you stare at people in the eyes and, and yeah. stuff, like, I don't know. I went on a date, like this, like one of the Swedish guys I went on a date with and I remember like on the second day, I just looked into his eyes and I was like, yeah, no, this is not going to be yeah. good. And then I just was like, yeah. bye. <laughs> But yeah, maybe it's just seen, or maybe like I'm, maybe that's maybe me just yeah, like putting already my like kind of I don't know yeah yeah assumptions yeah. onto him. But so. I think also maybe that's how you end up determining like that's almost like the final chance for you. Like you've thought and felt all these things, yeah. and there's been a dozen other signals, and then that's the one that really, you know, maybe that's how you kind of almost come clean with yourself to a degree of say okay yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not into this yeah absolutely I mean, yeah like, for me it's it's more of a smell thing as well pheromones yeah i don't know i think <laughs> eyes first then smell like, yeah it's eyes, all the senses yeah. you gotta get out like, <laughs> yeah but if, if he's and also if he's a good dancer i don't know oh, really? like i i, I what kind know. of dancing i just i just <laughs> ballroom dancing no one can see what i'm doing on the podcast <laughs> No, I'm just fist pumping. <laughs> or like, or like trance, like shuffling. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I feel <laughs> like if he can move his body, if he's got good rhythm. Yeah. It, yeah. Look, you don't have to dance and show fancy footwork or anything. But yeah. if you've got natural rhythm, I feel like that translates better to the bedroom. Yeah. That's yeah. that's my little tell. I don't know telltale sign yeah. for me. So, yeah. I don't know. Um. Personal experiences with online dating mm. because it's hard to do the smell thing and the eye thing <laughs> with really? online dating. Yep, that's <laughs> Isn't exactly it? why I, I, I've never enjoyed it. I, I think I've been on Tinder for maybe three months or yeah. Bumble, like a total of three months of my whole life, and I can't be bothered texting. I don't get any read on people. I'm really critical of photos because I like taking photos, and if something's blurry, I'm so distracted yeah. as this anorak about something that's so insignificant I've, I've lost interest and it just feels like work and maybe yeah. that's because we do a lot of work through our phones but yeah. I'm just like oh no I can't be bothered I'd rather it's just meet someone it's kind of almost like a, a like a mindless thing as well you're just like dun, 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 dun. like it's just it's there's no yeah emotion or anything to it because you're just looking at like a photo of like mm. a complete stranger yeah the only good dates I've had on tinder or bumble is like uh okay. dates with people that I had mutual friends with so, like, for me, I like to explain Tinder and Bumble. If it works well, it's like that, you know, that made it the, like, at the bar that's like, oh, you guys should totally get together. Yeah. You'd be really good. Yeah. And it works because I think that's in terms of old school. I think about how my parents got together. It was the same sort of thing at a pub and their friends yeah. were like, oh, you guys should go on a date. You'd be great. Yeah. But I think if it's someone who's completely new, it's it's like, you know, you're meeting someone for the first time and it's like there's it's really hard to sort of gauge a kind of, I don't know, like compatibility with them to start off with from someone that's just yeah. like you know random yeah. yeah i'm i'm personally not on it but i think the reason for me why i'm not on it is because i actually just hate myself on it mm. because i feel like mean? it makes me a superficial person when i'm really? not like i love actually just getting to know somebody um and not just by their looks. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like when you meet somebody in real life, IRL, sorry, in real yeah. life. Yeah. This is a millennial podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you get all of that information all at once, right? You, you get the smell, you get the, the, what they're wearing, you get how they present themselves, how they speak, and your brain just makes a very holistic kind of assessment of who they are. And I trust that way more than just superficial. Hey, here's a photo. And I felt like the more that I was doing it, the more superficial I was because I would only, of course, just being a girl is naturally attracted to, you know, nice bodies and yeah, fit bods yeah, and, yeah. and nice faces. I only click on the, the guys that were, uh, you know, super attractive and looked really good. But what I know of myself um, is that I know if, I actually sit down with somebody and they don't have, they really don't have to be the most good looking person, but yeah. if they have an amazing personality and Charisma it just clicks, then that, yeah. they grow more physically attractive to me. Absolutely. So I know that. And I don't know. I just feel I, like online dating doesn't, doesn't do that yeah. for me. I yeah. think for me, like I always like people that I've gone on dates with that I haven't met through Tinder or Bumble, yeah. I always look at them and I'm like, 
would I have swiped right on you? Like, cause you kind of go like, <laughs> or like guys that you've dated and then you're like, oh, let me have a look at your Tinder or Bumble profile. And you're like, oh, Ugh. that's terrible. <laughs> this is not yeah, you. Exactly. Why did you pick this photo? And so I just think it's so like, it's, yeah, it's just, it's such a game. And even the language they use on like Tinder and Bumble as well. It's like, yeah. keep playing. It's like, all right, yeah, let's keep playing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, I mean, you have like Tinder consultants now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who do like personal branding, well, like dear. for your Tinder and they help you make a, <laughs> Amazing I had Tinder. my gay friend set up my Tinder once and I yeah. got so many matches because I used to be a cheerleader. So he's like, put the cheerleader photo on. And I was like, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, uh, he put some kind of like cheer thing down the thing. He's like, swipe right for a good time. And it was just like all these matches. Like, you're a Who cheerleader. Who are you cheerleading for? Uh, the Newcastle, I used to live in uh, Newcastle upon Tyne in the UK. So mm. Geordie Shaw and <laughs> I was a Newcastle, I was a Newcastle Eagle cheerleader. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> Years ago, yeah. back in my uni days, so which is great. But uh, yeah, so I think uh, yeah, having people set up your profile as well because it's yeah. like you don't know yeah. how you look as well. Like oh yeah, yeah, don't worry. Sarah, one of our other friends, told me immediately to get this WhatsApp <laughs> photo because what on earth was I doing with it? It's really not your best photo. And they're both looking at me like, hmm? <laughs> this is like eleven a.m. I have a copy, and I'm like, oh okay, yeah, sorry. sorry. So what Active. was really interesting for me was yeah. using Tinder overseas, right? Yes. Do you yes. ever do that? Yeah. And that's, and that's really the only reason why I still have it is yeah. to look at the trends of the photos yeah. from every country that we go to. Yeah. And so stuff. I think for me, it helps you understand what's attractive in different countries. So in Hong Kong, if you look at the way people present themselves, mm. right, for the guys, what is very popular is like the guys who, I have a Ferrari, I'm in, in my suit. suit. Yeah. Exactly, because there's, there's a huge financial center here, right? Yeah. So you go to Australia, and I personally loved it in yeah. Australia. I had a great time in Australia <laughs> swiping. But, you know, they're, they're much <laughs> more like, we're on the yeah. beach, you know, we look super tanned, and healthy and sporty (laughs) yeah um and i was like everyone was uh not wearing very much that was a that was a key feature so i like that yeah Uh, same thing with hawaii and so it's like interesting to see what people find attractive and how they see themselves yeah yeah i I was it's funny that you say that like like one of my friends has slept with like um an airbnb her airbnb host yeah and that's quite a common thing because they like look at the like the photos that come up of girls Mm -hmm. that are maybe traveling and they're like oh she's good looking yep i'm available like (laughs) and then take them out they get drunk i'm like yeah yeah Um, that's a good way to date it is a good way and and they're already there in your house Mm. On the, or on totally. the couch, and you know, and you know they're I mean, leaving. there's nowhere to go. So, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. can't escape. <laughs> <laughs> they can't escape. Come <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually just gave Tinder a break for like a year. Yeah, and I was just like, this sucks. <laughs> I'm over this. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah I'm just like, I don't think I've really ever had like super horrible like tinder or bumble dates like uh yeah i don't think they've been might have just been probably like ones that i've met yeah like after shows or whatever and i'm like oh yeah i'll go on a date oh actually no I, well, do, I, do they always look like the photo though that was okay. the story i was telling right. last night yes. like uh i went on a date yeah and i actually didn't <laughs> actually tell that story properly okay i met he was really inconspicuous and had like it was far away sunglasses on blah blah and I got to the he date. He asked you on a date from far away with sunglasses. No, on. no, on his Tinder That's profile. That's all I heard. Yeah. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> on his Tinder profile, he was like, all these photos were inconspicuous. And uh, so we went on a date and I met him uh, and uh, my friend had come with me as like a wing woman because we were just out drinking. And I was like, oh my God, he looked exactly like my brother. Like exactly like my brother. <laughs> yeah. And to the point where like, I didn't say this, but I still like, I still kept like, and I went back yeah. to his place. Like oh, I was just no. like, I was so awkward. Hope you <laughs> <your> brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, <laughs> no, but then he was like, the next day I was Maybe like, I'm so sorry. Maybe you have a cute brother. Yeah, maybe. Was, well, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It's like, uh, no, like he married, like I set up my, my brother and his wife. I set them up together because we went to like a high school, me and her and stuff. So it's like this oh, really sweet. Around. Yeah, it's really sweet like story. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like this guy uh, and then he wouldn't believe me that he looked like my brother. So I had to keep sending him photos to prove that he looked oh, like my brother. That's making it worse. You're I compounding know. the issue. I know. And then and then in the end, he was like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I get it. I get it. I, like, had the same thing happen to me. I went on a date with a girl who looked exactly like my mother. I was and like, I loved oh. it. Yeah, I know. I think he did. He was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a bit more sad. So it didn't work out. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Definitely not. So you've never had any bad dating stories ever? 
I think I stop it before I think it's going to get bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I think I, like, maybe oh preempt what might, might or might not happen. So, really? um, yeah, I, like, I don't think I've ever had super horrible dating kind of stories. Yeah. Um, and maybe, again, that's because, like, you know, I like, yeah. I like to maybe either have sex on the first date. So it's like, okay, yeah. yep, yep. It's a good filter. It, it really is. I, I think yeah, so. Definitely. Yeah. I, so you're not one of those rules girls or do you have any rules? Like all my other friends, like Eleni, you should like read this article about how you need to like you know like value yourself as a woman and you know make some way and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, yes, but that doesn't work for everyone. Like, yeah, and, yeah. you know, I, maybe I'm too tainted. I don't know now. Like, I always think like for people who do intrinsically mm. it's like well don't patronize you know but as a man like do you find that an issue like if you have sex with a woman on the first date mm. do you then kind of go oh she's yeah, a slut exactly like, do like, you respect her ne- less never it's 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 never even entered my mind yeah right in fact the only thing that enters my mind sometimes is kind of what you're touching on before where yeah. i'm like I, I worry about the emotional aftermath because i am fairly dispassionate about um, yeah. sex a lot but yeah but about a lot of things. I won't go, <laughs> I won't go into that now. <laughs> Not a shrink. Remember the sociopath? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that's my first reaction. And right. sometimes that can frighten me too much to the point where I'm worrying about it. No one else is worrying about it, but I'm really worried. But but no, it's it's never been a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. I've had an eight-year relationship with a guy that yeah. I slept with on the first date. So yeah. I don't really yeah. think it's a thing. Either. I, yeah, I think like even for me, like having sex on the first date, like my like some of my exes or like my my gay ex was the same thing. Like we didn't have sex for three months, and then yeah. it was like, and then it was like, oh, we actually can't have sex because he's like, I just and yeah, just ended badly because there was no sex. So then I was like, oh, okay, well you've got to make sure that that's yeah compatible. Otherwise, yeah, you know, I'm a sexual being like most people. It's like you mm. need to have that there as a basis i think i think the thing and we brought this up a long time ago and the only reason i remember this is because i've just been doing the videos but um it also i i i said this once where it doesn't have to be the best sex you've had as well Mm. it's just got to be some level of compatibility because i think the other thing people can get tricked into is like this wasn't the best sex i ever had you know it definitely is not this person or that person was always you know you know and i think it's about letting go and accepting that a lot of things are momentary physical hormonal chemistry wise and that it is important to be compatible, but it's also yeah. important to be kind of adaptable. Totally. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I totally agree with that in terms of like, you can sleep with someone and it's like the most amazing sex, but you know, it's like whether or not that can actually sustain into a relationship is a completely other different yeah. thing as well. So yeah. a hard thing to sort of judge. You mentioned the word catfishing just now. <laughs> what yeah. is that? Catfishing. Are you probably better that- at explaining that? Like it's like on the internet where yeah? you pretend to be, someone else yeah. and then if you ever do meet like, there's a whole documentary called uh, catfish okay. um and then right. they turned it into a series yes, on mtv i've seen that documentary um and uh, yeah so basically if you're like talking to someone and you pretend to be someone i think it happens maybe more in america i don't know yeah. so much but it's the same thing with bots on tinder like um yep. so men will swipe with, have you ever swiped on a bot on Tinder or Bumble? Oh, I, don't, I don't think so. You don't think so, no. How would general- you know, though? Yeah. Well, I know. Well, when I met her, she wasn't a robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought she wasn't real. Yeah. Like, she just, was, she just <laughs> never showed up. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, I know. Yeah, now I know. Oh, she uh, was like, oh. um, <laughs> but what do you think of all of these? You know, you know, there's a whole slew of terms, right? You were reading yes. them out. Um, <laughs> ghosting being the yeah. key one. Yeah. Um, and then breadcrumbing. So you asked me what that was yeah, yeah, so breadcrumbing is when you kind of give just enough to keep somebody interested like mm. leading them on you yeah. know but really not enough to uh, for it, it to go anywhere it's just like oh yeah. if it's like 1am and I'm horny like yeah. you know one day and you're like oh okay then I'll just like drop it there and then like not talk to them for months or yeah. something yeah yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I mean that's I mean that in particular is called like submarining. So that's like okay. ghosting, but then and you pop up. up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you pop like constant with a couple yeah, of texts here yeah, and there. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, crumbing is more like <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got crumbed. <laughs> it sounds sexual. It's like yeah, you constant. Maybe like you, you it's constant exposure, but okay. it's just only very little. Like very little. you know, I and it's sort of like when you ask me to go out, I'm like. I'm interested, but I'm busy. Yeah, right. Oh, I would love to, but I'm busy. Yeah. Oh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So I don't know. Have you guys ever been ghosted? Ghosted people? Oh, of course. Both. Where do you feel? I don't think I've ever been ghosted. I used to ghost all the time in clubs or if I was like out and stuff, I'd just like disappear. Like yeah. I'd just grab my shit and go. Like, oh, I but just... you do physical ghosting. That's different from online, online ghosting. Go- oh, online ghosting is, I don't know. I think it's a lot easier, especially with Tinder. If you don't know them, you can just be like, yeah, block by. <laughs> yeah. Like I think anyone you've been on a dating with, it's quite hard to disappear now. Like, yeah. you know, there's, there's always a channel. Yeah. You haven't blocked me on this channel yet. Yeah. I can get you a different channel. But I, I think it's more just the, the stop messaging one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of my other funny i shouldn't say my funny some of the other the funny terms that um was certainly um (laughs) around catch and release and this is from business insider so i I suggest you go and read this article okay what is it it's under the strategy section by the way it's called you've never you've heard of ghosting here are the 11 modern dating terms you'll probably start hearing everywhere So we look at catch and release, and this is further down the page, but this technique is favored by people who love the thrill of the chase. They'll put all their effort into the flirtatious texts and trying to date you until they catch you. When they finally agree to the de- when you finally agree to the date, they immediately lose interest and seek out their next target. See, I feel like that's a very fuckboy kind of uh, yeah. behavior. Um, yeah. What, but what is a fuckboy? What's your definition? My definition of a fuckboy <laughs> is, uh, I guess, like a player is like what they used to sort of yeah. um, say. But in terms of um, even more modern day, it's like a pickup artist or something like that. Like who yeah. is just, you know, has like such a big rotation of girls and is just constantly... Um, and I think there's an element of like narcissism and like sociopathic behavior there as well. Um, in terms of just like just seeking out as many women as yeah. they can, they can get without thinking about consequences or, you know, are they capable of love as well? Yeah. Which is, yeah. But sort of do thing. they have fuck girls or there is that is. only a term for boys? So I really, I'm really into like the pickup culture and I like was reading a lot of articles and books and stuff on it. And um, even there's a great uh, TV series in the States by Mystery. I don't know if you've ever heard of Mystery. He's like one of the big pickup artists. Okay. And he's the one who sort of created like the IOI, which is the indicator of interest, the negging. Oh, like, was all he that's... the one that was um, in Neil Strauss' book, The Game? Uh, possibly, yeah. He's yeah. Got, he always wears like big hats because yeah, it's a topic of conversation him, yeah. and yeah. he's very out there very American and so he had a TV series yeah. sounds annoying yeah yeah. he took um, like really nerdy guys from these colleges and then brought them onto this show and then taught them how to be a pickup artist and like okay. film. and so it's a really fascinating kind of book yeah um, and in terms of like yeah the pickup artist and sort of stuff I'm really there is there's elements of it that I can understand because like fuckboys tend to do courses on like you know like how to make women calm and like you know like all like sex and stuff <laughs> which I can, like I'm like that's a good thing yeah but I mean it's good to learn how to make women calm exactly. yeah, pleasuring is, the women but it's but not through the right way like yeah. it's like to be like oh, just to pick up women and to like, get it's pussy. for leverage it, it, yeah. it, and that's where it becomes divisive in, exactly. in that, that the, yeah. your intent to do these things doesn't become altruistic it becomes self-serving it's narcissistic exactly. yeah. yeah the last uh, term I'll leave you with yes. just yeah. this is my this is a little lighthearted. the other ones are really mean and I'm like, yeah. oh God. <laughs> yeah. so this is called cuffing season cuffing <clears throat> season okay and this is it's September that means it's officially cuffing season the period during the autumn and winter months where finding a boyfriend or girlfriend is suddenly a lot more appealing summer is over and so are the fun outdoor activities so a lot more dark evenings will be spent inside watching television and that's a lot more fun to do when you have company as a, as a result, people are more willing to couple up and make compromises about who they invite over. Yeah. Okay. Really interestingly, to counter that stat as well, is one well, to counter bit support, is that if you look at Facebook breakups, they happen most often two weeks before Christmas and mm-hmm. two weeks before Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm. Interesting. I, I feel like that's interesting. I, I can kind of understand that. I read an article yeah. recently and it was saying that Facebook can... They have all the information. They can um, predict a breakup, predict a breakup yeah. and like how? how long you're going to last. And It's to do with the how often you post about your boyfriend or significant other. Or liking uh, yeah. each other's posts, interactions, um, interactions, like who you're most interacting with. So if, you know, if the guy wow. or the girl is, in, you know, with another man or yeah. something like that, like they can really tell and they, and they can pinpoint That's it pretty crazy. well. Yeah. It's pretty scary. Skynet is coming. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, how do you think the rules of the dating game have changed? I don't know, till today. So we, we talked about apps. We talked about technology. We talked about, in, in some ways, how much easier it is mm. to meet people through them, uh, but also how much harder <laughs> it actually 
makes it for all of us. Um, what else has changed, you think? I think that the main thing I was, uh, I read an article recently um, about like the topic of love in today's culture yeah. and, and our society and I guess with our generation as well. And a lot of the times is now like there's just too much choice because yeah. the world is getting smaller and smaller, which yeah. means we're meeting more and more people. Yeah. Uh, so we're being bombarded like back, you know, like a hundred years ago, it was just the people that were in your like little village and yeah. that was all the people that you saw. So yeah. you didn't really have that sort of choice. Whereas now you've got that and that adds just another layer to, to dating. And Well, if you go back, if you go back even further, like a hundred years ago, you're marrying for status, say, mm. right? So 1920s, mm. talking about Western culture here in particular. Yeah. If you go back 500 years, it was even more functional. Yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah. And yeah, economic reasons. You even look yeah. at the uh, things like infant mortality rates were so high, so mm-hmm. you'd have 16 kids because, yeah. you know what, not all of them are going to see ni- their 10th birthday. And we birth need them to work on the farm. Yeah, like, to, yeah that was every it. kid was an investment. Yeah. And the emotional kind of plays, they were so much um, less influential. So then you kind of come up to the 50s and 60s yeah. where, yeah, things like divorce was looked down on, but mm. suddenly they were an option, whereas mm. before they weren't even an option on the table. Yeah. yeah. So I fully agree that there's this idea of – what's expected or although what you're willing to compromise on but also what you're willing to to to, to do and we spoke a lot about mm. this in terms of open relationships and somebody who's going to get back on the show um said if someone said you only had to eat potatoes your whole life you know and got to pick one I've food what would you do yeah. so yeah. We, we want to explore that but i i think you're right it, it not only comes down to choice and opportunity and not this thing of oh, you know the world's a candy store and i you know all these women and all these men yeah, are out there yeah. but having more choice to do what you probably inherently wanted to do anyway, mm. I think is is definitely the biggest rule there. And I think what we're seeing now is people are all starting to wake up and realize this and then they'll share it and there's some information and all these little tribes are forming around, okay, well, I belong to this camp and these yeah. are my values that I hold about relationships and I belong to this camp mm. and that's what I hold. Yeah. And probably like yourselves, I kind of think it's fun to go, well, look, look it's all kind of crazy and all kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, no, one, no one's wrong, guys. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely true. What about you, Sarah? Well, I think like, I mean, I just think with the Me Too business, I think dating is so, it's made so much more complicated now, I think, especially for men. I Just because the expression of interest um, now has, it, it's just added just this element um, where, you know, guys are almost paralyzed by this whole me too thing because they don't want to seem like dicks and be slapped with this me too label but but yet in many ways the culture has taught us that it's the men who in some ways chase the women and a lot of the women they like that attention right they like to be chased um and I feel like as women, sometimes we don't even really give the right signals to guys, right? And and I think that's especially that complicates dating because for me, sometimes I don't know how I feel about a guy straight off the bat, you know? Totally. Like, and it's okay if I, you change your mind. Yeah. And you, you know, everyone has moods and emotions. Yeah. And I think that's where it can get a little clouded, but... I think that's also where there there aren't rules of dating and yeah. there aren't necessarily a playbook anymore because yeah. you change, you know, from 25 to 30, 30 to 35 and mm. up. Like you, you start going through different needs assessments, different priorities, you know, mm. different friend circles, different countries, etc. Yeah, I think it's like – and a huge part of that is also like, yeah, the like cultural because like the world is getting smaller. And if we're living in a city like Hong Kong or mm. Berlin or wherever where there is so many different cultures, it's like that's a huge thing that you need to keep in mind as well because it's, yeah. you know, they're not – they're not going to be the same as yours or values that you've grown up with. So it can be like, oh, is it because, is he like being a bit angry because that's like, you know, like in the culture or is he a bit more reserved because that's in his religion or culture? And that's something as well that can add so much more to the dating game as well in this day and age too. You know, we always try to end this podcast on (laughs) giving some tips on how to get better in, in bed or better so at something. So I guess today we'll be asking... If somebody wanted to be better at playing the dating game, what would be your tip? I'm bearing in mind that we're completely unqualified and are not in relationships uh, and some of us dread dating. This, this is a Friday night and we're I know, sitting yeah. around talking about how many dates we're not on. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, that's where we're I, do, I mean, do you have any sort of tips? like? Um, 
Mine are keep dates short until you're certain. Don't I'm yeah. I'm really not a fan of like setting up three things to yeah. do and you know, oh, I'll take you to dinner and then I'll take you to a movie and then I'll yeah. take you to ice cream. Yeah. I think the thing is trust your gut instinct. Because for mm. me, like I like I always if I'm on a date with someone or like and things kind of like or if I end up dating them for six months to a year and then look back on it and then I like it ends badly and then I look back at like the first messages or like looking at that kind of stuff and you can see just in the language of the way that they talk that just little things that I've started to pick up on now in the first or second date mm. that I'm like oh okay this is like just being more aware rather than being like oh my god like especially if they're good looking or whatever you're like oh my god they're so good looking but to actually listen to the words that they say and just little things that you know because they might say something that you know might be quite derogatory about women women or they might say like other stuff that you're like oh that's that's a little bit, a bit off it's a little bit so just be aware of those like early signs mm. yeah like on the first or second date and keep that in mind rather than I don't know. Your answer was far more insightful than mine. Sorry, I don't know. I'm like, can I take mine back now? <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's fine. Well, just it's kind of like you have don't to have long dates. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but like I keep think dates small. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, not improve you your there. Tinder photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make That's them my moody. job this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take them for you. Yeah. yeah. So um, instead of doing quickie bit of goodie, what are you gonna do? Never have I ever. Ooh. All right. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and we got your smell off. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this rapid fire style, okay. right? So we're just all right. gonna all throw in like a line, and okay. um, oh you know, you can say never, or you can say ever. Okay. So let, let me yeah. flip. Let me flip the genre on its head, right? Okay. This is gonna be me asking you two. I'm okay. not. I'm not participating. What? It's just you two. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any questions, so this is good. This like, is fine. mine this is, is like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is this how you thought you were gonna get, away, yeah. get this around is, this? this? Is yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay, they know. all have to be dating or sex related. Okay. Yep. No poo or. <laughs> like, sure, yeah. Like, yeah exactly. Poo. <laughs> I just <don't laughs> know. made a couple. Okay. Okay. Never have I ever repurposed a common household item as a sex toy. Oh, uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, no, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Never have I ever slept with somebody on the account of their impressive social media following. No, never. Mm. No, <laughs> never. <Elena>? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, what's maybe? <laughs> well, yeah, there was other elements to it, but I was sort of like, oh, you know, he's oh, kind of famous so. too. Like, yeah. well, like not famous, but like, yeah, Insta famous. Yeah. Well, yeah, like more, not so much like online, but in terms of people know who he is. So <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, never have I ever called someone the wrong name while hooking up. Oh no, no! no. I I just that. I'm gen- I'm generic. I just go baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Never babe, have that yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Always babe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, never have I ever fooled around with a really close friend just to see what it was like. Oh, as in like he was a friend. And first? you just wanted to find out what it was like. Yeah. No, I have. Yeah. No? Yeah. 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 Got to got cover all bases. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, never have I ever received a noise complaint immediately after sex. Yes, I haven't. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm so loud. My housemates are so happy that I'm gone for two months. It's great. Yeah, no, I live in Soho for that reason because there's always noise going yeah, around. Yeah. It's like one of the busiest parts of town. So yeah. nobody can hear me scream from the rooftops. Never have I ever performed a striptease for someone. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I have. That's part of my job. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Bad yes, question. That's next. right. Bad, yeah. bad question. For, for multiple people at the yeah. same time. <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever slept with a friend's parent. No. Parent. No. Mm. No. 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 Oh, well. Wow. I know. Boring. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um. Never have I ever written out a list of people I've slept with and shocked by the total number. Hmm. Well, I have written the list of people in a year. Yeah. <laughs> you have a list? I keep a list, yeah. Really? And I keep a list. This is really weird with their nationality and their star sign. <laughs> what, if, what if you don't know the star sign? I'll find out. Just, just, just mid-coitus. What's your star sign? <laughs> When's your birthday? Okay, good. Yeah, no, you're a Leo. Great. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I stopped doing that. Like, I, I did it one year and then I was like, mm, okay. I it, yeah. yeah. I just do it for research purposes. Yeah. Never have I ever introduced a condiment during lovemaking. 
Mm. A condiment, like mm. ketchup? Sauce, yeah. Mustard. No. Wasabi. No, I don't think Meh. food doesn't. Yeah. Mm. Uh, never have I ever eaten food off someone else's naked body. Oh, yeah. oh I've done that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what, what food? Nutella. <laughs> <laughs> Just with a, with a knife? <laughs> it's like spreading it on there. <laughs> like fruit or ice or... Yeah. 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 No, yes. Okay, and final question. Never have I ever gotten a happy ending. Like as a massage? Mm. Yeah, I've got one. I was close today. It was a little lady. She was going, <laughs> she was like, yeah. go there. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. stopped. But no, yeah. no, I haven't. Yeah, but I've, I've got, I've, had like tantric massages before yeah yeah, yeah. Like, so where the whole point is to have a massage and then breathe yourself into an orgasm they're great that's all i got <laughs> all right elena you have been so amazing this has been awesome. thank you so much i really want to thank you so much for coming today and for all the people listening at home if you have a chance to catch story party then you absolutely should. It's so much fun and it's in 30 cities. So hopefully one of those is close to it's you. pretty much all over the world. So yeah. Everywhere. It's already on its second run here in Hong Kong, right? And hopefully it won't be the last. No, definitely not. I think we're back in June. So yeah. Oh, awesome. oh, you're back in Hong Kong. Yeah, I think okay. so, yeah. Okay, well, Elena, how else can people find you and connect with you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook or Instagram uh, at Elena Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they want to follow Dirty Cabaret, it's Dirty Cabaret, but it's uh, D-I-R-R-T-Y. Mm. It's like the way that Christina Aguilera spells it. Extra dirty. <laughs> Extra R is for the R rating. Mm. <laughs> okay, um, listeners, if there is a crazy dating or sex story or burning question that you want to share with us, we would love it if you gave us your input, particularly for the live show that we've got coming up mm-hmm. on March the 8th. So check us out. You know where to drop us a line. That's sarahsense.com. And we're always grateful if you leave us a review, if you like our content. Um, and I hope you enjoyed hearing us air our dirty dating laundry <laughs> today. <laughs> Um, and if you're finding dating hard, like I hope it's reassuring for you that you're not alone in this because everyone else has challenges with it too. Um, but let's also remember why we do date in the first place. I know some of us want to find true love. <laughs> and, but some of it's us just want to get better, better in bed. Yay. 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 <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs>